Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. really know anybody here apart from you guys but it's just been a pleasure to meet some of you and um yeah I'm so excited about what God is going to do today so um I just encourage you just put your hands out because I just the weight of this presence in this place is super heavy today and um and I just know that the Holy Spirit has got powerful things he's got powerful things to say and and even just as when we were worshiping um I just was getting a bit wrecked in the side and I just saw, I kept seeing these angels being released. Oh, these angels being released all over New Zealand because of our worship and they're angels of revival and they're coming to breathe life over this nation. And so God is on the move. God's heart is to bring his kingdom, to bring his revival to so many people and we're all part of that. And so just put your hands out. So Father God, I just release, help. I release over this church today just an increase help, of your presence, Lord. I release over them an increase of your dreams, of your visions. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have positioned each and every one of them for what you have called them for. God, that you've got destiny and purpose, that each of them carries that seed of revival help, to bring about change wherever they go. And so God, I welcome your presence. Father, And we just welcome the spirit of prophecy in this place today, God. We welcome your angels. Father, we welcome your ministering saints everywhere in this place to touch lives and to bring absolute transformation in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amen and amen. Cool. Um, well, my name is Ruth, and I was Ruth Stevenson up until January the 5th, and then I became Ruth Anderson. So... Yeah, come up, Josh. This is my amazing husband. And um, we actually met um, at a prophetic consultation when Josh came to receive a prophetic word. This is the power of prophecy. Any single girls in the house, it does work. Um, And I gave him an amazing prophetic word that changed his life. And he thought, oh, my gosh, I want to marry that girl, whoever she is. Is She got my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Is that not how it went, Josh? She got my attention, baby. Yeah, that was it. So... He's going to share a little bit today um, on what's on, on his heart. But what I thought I would do for you today is just share a little bit about um, prophecy and what it is and just some basic tools on how you hear God's voice and um, and how you kind of steward the word of God. Um, and like um, what Andy said before, um, I did um, run the prophetic at Catch the Fire for um, several years. And then when we got married, I just decided we needed... Um, just to step back from that, just to see what the Lord has for us in this next season. Um, but my accent is not a New Zealand accent. As you can tell, I'm from Scotland, the land of um, greatness. Um, and, um, and I've been in New Zealand for three years, and I only planned on coming a year. And then I got locked in with COVID, but then I met the lovely Josh Anderson. So that was every reason for me to stay a bit longer. So, yeah. So anyway, so... Um, if you're taking notes, you can take some notes today. If not, this is being recorded, so um, you'll be able to listen to it again. Um, but I am a teacher, so apart from um, uh, doing some of this stuff, I teach. I work at Kingsway School up on up in Silverdale. I teach English, um, and that's how I bring the bacon home. And um, so, um, yeah, I'm sorry if it's a bit teacher-like today, but um, 
this is what I felt the Lord was telling me to share with you. So hopefully it will it will sit well with you today. Um, okay, so um, I think the first thing I'll do actually is just release. Would you mind? Um, I'm just I'm actually going to just release the prophetic word over the church, your church, if that's okay. Um, give me a second. I typed it up so that I could email it to you guys afterwards. Um, I'm not very techy, so. Let me just get this up because, as most of you know, prophecy changes things and it can bring shifts and it can bring a change to what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is saying. And so um, I was sitting with the Lord this morning and I just said, Father, what do you have for this church? So just close your eyes and um, open your hands out and receive and just receive this. And I'll talk and I'll explain a little bit more about how God speaks. And, and what we do with prophetic words when we receive them. But I just feel as I release this word, there's going to be an unlocking in many of your minds and hearts for the things of God. So um, so here we go. This is what I feel the Lord is saying um, over your church. The Lord says, church, you have been well named. The Lord says that he is positioning you for pivotal change in 2023. Where the focus has been on building the faith within your four walls, the Lord is asking you to step outside of Sunday mornings and take your faith to the streets. God says you have been mantled with a positional, a missional anointing to bring change to communities and families across the greater Auckland region and beyond. From Auckland to Palmerston North, not quite sure where that comes from, but I'll ask you about that afterwards. The Lord is commissioning his church to spread the gospel as in the early years when Jesus sent out his twelve. The Lord is sending you out to bring his message of good news by serving and supporting the communities near and far. The Lord is calling you, Catalyst, to dream big. He will provide all the finances you need as you continue to look to him. Like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, the Lord is asking you to look with unceasing faith to the Lord for him to provide all that is needed for this missional journey. Use the skills you have been equipped with Serve in the ways you know best. Don't try to copy what other people have done, but be unique in what Catalyst is gifted with. Serving, loving, and meeting the needs of the people. I see soup kitchens and clothes swap pop-up shops alongside gardening and building, childcare, and nannying services. You will receive such joy as you bless others. Does Does the scripture not say, Bless others and you yourself will be blessed. The Lord says, remember what he called to you called you to do at first. You are to be a missional church who will bring impact and transformational transformation to many. And the Lord says that as you bless the community, so you will be blessed and you will start to see the Lord moving in signs, wonders and miracles amongst your community and in your personal lives and families. And God says he is going to bring a wave of salvations within your own personal families. And there's going to be an awakening and a generation of seeds of revival and evangelism, which have been dormant for years. The Lord says over his people, there is an awakening of those seeds. The Lord is causing an abundance of harvest to be birthed. Wait patiently, never cease praying and serving and watch how the Lord will move on your behalf. And for Andy and Bianca, I felt the Lord said, the Lord is proud of your faith and your loyalty to him. The Lord is proud that you picked up the baton to run this journey with him. And he is going to fulfill the dreams and desires within your own heart for this church. God says that in the last two years, 
he has been reshaping those dreams as you've fallen more in love with him. Your dreams and your visions for this church have taken on his character and his heart. The Lord says you don't need to be a copy of another movement or another church. Don't compare what you have with what other people have done, for I have not called you to run like the others. We are all the body with many different parts, all unique and all with purpose. But the Lord has created you with your unique abilities and giftings to build a movement which will reach the lost and ignite widespread revival across New Zealand. From your church, there will be an overflow of the prophetic, of dream interpretation and signs and wonders. Don't be surprised when I start visiting you in your dreams and visiting your Sunday mornings with waves of gold dust and blessings. I am breathing life on this movement you have started. It's not about protecting what you're doing, but rather releasing what he is doing in order for your spire to spread across east and west and north and south. And he finally said to me today, I will bless the lives of your children and I am raising them up as Deborah's and Josiah's who will take the word of the Lord to nations across the earth. Well done, my good and faithful servants. Amen. Amen. That was good, eh? That was a good, that was a good word. Um, yeah, so prophecy. Let's get back to prophecy. Um, so how many of you have received a prophetic word before that's really impacted you or changed you, yeah? So prophecy is always about building up and encouraging, and it's a spiritual gift, yeah? And so um, it's one of, one of the nine spiritual gifts that um, the Spirit has given us. And if you read about it in Corinthians, um, God talks about how the gifts are there for us to receive. And you get so many different types of gifts, um, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of faith, gift of healing, gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, discernment. All of these are for you to take. And I don't know about you, but on Christmas Day, I love when I go underneath the tree and I see all these presents with my name on them. And I go, I'm opening all of them. They're all for me. And so the Lord wants us to eagerly desire these gifts and to open them and to be hungry for them. And it's never about, oh my goodness, that person's so deserving of that gift and I'm not. It's about saying, I actually want that. And I want you to give that to me, Lord. And he will because he is a good father because the gifts aren't earned. Prophecy's not earned. It's not about, I'm such a good Christian and I've done all of these amazing things, therefore I will hear what God says over somebody else. It's actually because he is a good father and he loves to give good gifts to his children. So that's what it is, right? So if, you, if it's something you want, I would really encourage you to just say, okay, Okay, Father God, you are a good father, and I really want the gift of prophecy. I just, I receive the gift, and in faith, you step into it. Does that sound good? Yes? Okay. So what does prophecy do? What is a prophetic word? What does it actually do, and how does it work? So prophecy has actually got two definitions, right? And the first um, part of the definition of prophecy means that it's to know the future, okay? It's to know the future. It's when God speaks to you and says something about your future, something about something that you're going to do, right? So for this lady in the back row who's got a beautiful colored dress on, if I was to look at you and ask, okay, Father, what is it you want to tell me about this, this lovely lady? 
the thing that I see on her is that I, I sense that God is saying that she will be one who will bring healing to many families and to many people because she walks in the gift of healing, right? So that's me knowing something about her and that's prophetic, right? But prophecy also has another meaning and the second meaning is that it means to foretell, right? And foretell means to cause the future, right? So it actually creates, yeah? And so if you look at what the scripture says, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word um, the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In him was light. Sorry, in him was life and life was the light of men. And so because the word of God is Jesus, Jesus is alive, he's living and he creates, right? So it's got actually the power to create things, to create change. And um, so a prophecy declared changes the future or it creates a seed of change. And I've got a really quick story to share with you about this, about how it forth, how the foretelling part of the scripture. So I'm actually from, well, as you know, I'm from Scotland, um, and I was trained by Emma Stark. Some of you might know her. Um, if you watch her online, she's, she's quite um, a terrifying prophet, but she's pretty accurate. Um, and um, I remember in one of, the co- one of her conferences I was sitting in, and... Um, She's very fiery. Anyway, she was standing at the front, and there was this man on the back kind of balcony, and Emma Stark stood up, and she pointed to this man. She said, stand up, and so he stood up. A bit like, oh, gosh, what's she going to say? And, um, and, the Lord ju- and Emma just turned to him and said, the Spirit of the Lord says that you are going to grow three centimeters in height as a symbol of how God is going to bring change into the, into the area that you're working in, right? And he was going, that is absolutely ridiculous. How can like a 50-year-old man grow in height? Like no one grows. But sure enough, after a month, he measured himself and he'd grown three centimeters in height. And it was a symbol of what God was about to do, right? It's forth telling. Um, another story, I remember my sister, um, she's really prophetic and she'd asked me to um, come and deliver some words at her church in Scotland. And this young guy, Joe, came up to the front. He was only about, what, 17 or 18 at the time. And he asked for a prophetic word, and I knew nothing about him. And I just said, the Lord says that um, you're going to be going to a school, like a mission school, and he is going to provide all of the finances that you need. And he just went away, and he was a bit like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then a week later, my sister called me and said, did you know that Joe was wanting to go to um, the Hillsong School in Australia? And, um, and, he'd, and he'd been accepted to go, but he still needed the finances and he couldn't pay for it. And after you gave that word, an unknown giver gave him all of the money needed for the school. And so actually, when you prophesy a word, it can create the change. And you guys all have that ability to prophesy because when you give that word, with the faith on that word, God can use it to actually bring transformation to, to a person. And that's the power of prophecy. It's not just knowing something about somebody's future, which is amazing, but it's creating a pathway for their life. So so that's kind of second part. Um, we all doing good? Yes? Not too tired or anything? That's good. Um, okay, and so the purpose of prophecy. So let's have a week kind of, I just want to share a little bit about 
you know, why, what's it for? You know, what, what is actually prophecy there to do? And um, probably years ago, there was always this fear when a prophet came to the church that, you know, the prophet was going to call out all of your sin and all of your deepest, darkest secrets. And, you know, but actually, if you read the Bible, that's not at all the purpose of prophecy. It's nothing to do with that. Prophecy actually has got about four different purposes, right? And actually, the first one is about edifying and building up the church. It's always about encouraging and building up God's people for them to fulfill the call of their lives, right? And that talks about, that's talked about in 1 Corinthians when, um, when the Bible says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort, right? So when you receive a prophetic word, it should always be encouraging, it should always be something that edifies you and something that brings comfort to you. If you've ever received a prophetic word and that's not been the case, then chances are it was an incorrect prophetic word, right? And you just toss that. Yep. Um, the second, the second purpose is it reveals God's will. It, you know, prophecy reveals God's heart um, for you, right? Um, you know. It creates and births life for people, right? And so, especially if you're, um, you know, whatever you're doing in life, it's always important to know what God is saying for you in this season. And when you're stepping out into something else, a prophetic word helps to navigate that. So my gorgeous husband here asks me every day, what's God saying? What's my word? What's the Lord saying about this? And it used to really annoy me because I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know every day what the Lord is saying, right? But it's taught me that actually he doesn't make any decision until he's heard from the Lord about what to do, even if it's to do with his business or work, whatever it is, revealing the counsel of God is so strategic and it's so important. And I really encourage you, whatever it is you do, if it's a difficult conversation you're going into at work, if it's a decision whether to move, if it's a decision about, you know, how to even spend your day. God is interested in that because he wants to fulfill everything within you. The third part, right? Third part of um, the purpose is it reveals God's heart. It reveals destiny and it encourages his people. And the Lord has stuff to say about everybody, whether they're Christians, non-Christians, whether they're really walking with him or whether they're not. God has something to say. And I remember um, we've got friends and one of Josh's work colleagues, and they're they're not believers. They, you know, they they don't they're not really interested in God. Um, but Josh announced to them after we'd done a big hike, and I was quite tired. He said, "Ruth, what's God saying? Have you got a word for these people?" And they were like, "A word? What do you mean a word?" <laughs> and um, anyway, um, I just tuned into Holy Spirit and I said, "Right, Jesus, what is it you want to say to these people?" And um, and the Lord says, I've actually called them to be missionaries in, in parts of Asia. And actually, um, they're going to come and they're going to work in orphanages. They're going to bring um, so much healing to so many lost people and broken families. And these people aren't even walking with the Lord. But saying that word, like I said before, it creates. So the power of that, we start praying that every day and saying, thank you, God, that that's their destiny. Even though they don't quite know you yet, that's their destiny for them to kind of step into. Cool. Does that sound good, everyone? 
I'm used to teaching, so I'm always like, guys, give me a thumbs up if that makes sense to all my students. So I won't, I won't make you do that on a Sunday morning. So to touch somebody's heart is the most precious thing we can do. And everyone who stands in front of you, when you minister, if you want to give them a prophetic word, they are the bride of Christ. You're all his bride. And he never abuses the bride. Jesus never abuses it. So as a prophetic voice, the prophetic word never abuses the bride. It builds up, it edifies, and it encourages. Because Jesus values and embraces everyone. And we are to love those who we minister to. Okay, so that's the sort of purpose of prophecy. All right. So, for example, this lovely lady here. What's your name? Sinead. Um, So when you came in and you just greeted me this morning, I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say that you have got such a massive heart of compassion and that you have got a real, not only a hospitality gift, but you've got a way with people that regardless of where they're from or their backgrounds, they just feel they can connect with you. you, And few people actually have that gift of just anyone can, they just feel like, oh, I can tell you anything, Sinead. I just feel you've got a listening ear that you can share, I can share so openly with you. And I see the Lord actually using that in many different situations. And I believe that the Lord says he's going to place you um, with lots of different groups of women who've been abused or who've been hurt or who've been shut down, who've lost their voice even in their marriages. And the Lord says you are going to be a listening ear to those people. And God says you're actually going to bring transformation through giving that. Yeah. So we just bless that word in Jesus' name. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Are we all doing okay? Am I okay for time? Yes? Just, yeah, we're all good. Right. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about how you hear God, how you actually, how do you, how do you actually get to this stage of giving a word, right? How many of you have received a prophetic word for somebody before, or a picture, or something like that? So we're a wee bit familiar about that, right? So I'm just going to speak maybe for a little bit about how you hear God, and then we'll do the fun bit of actually giving you all prophetic words, because that is the most exciting part. But I think it's really um, useful if you can if you teach people how you hear, because then you guys can go away and practice your gift and bless other people. So that's kind of what I want to, to share with you today. So there's many different ways that God speaks, right? God's, how many of you have God's, has God spoken to you through the Bible? You've been reading a, a part of scripture and then it just suddenly stands out to you. Yep, so that's, you know, God speaks through scripture. Um, God speaks through pictures, right? And God can give you a picture for something. Um, you sometimes have this inner knowing inside, just like a kind of gut feeling about something. And that's God speaking. So, you know, God just speaks through lots of different ways. And it's the same with a person, right? Josh can give me a look and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's definitely giving me a sign here about something. And he's not even said anything, right? Or he'll speak to me if he gives me a hug. Or he'll speak to me through like literally talking to me. Or he'll talk to me through a text message. So in the same way we communicate with people, it's the same way that God speaks to us. Many different ways. There's not just one line of communication from our Heavenly Father. But the first thing I actually want you to take with you today is that you are a spirit being. We are all spirit beings, right? In Ephesians 2, it says that... um, it says this, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places. So that means that we actually, in our spirit beings, we're actually seated. I'm seated right beside the Father in heaven right now. But I'm also here on earth. I've actually got two places, right? So because I'm seated beside him, I'm essentially a spirit, right? We're made in the image of God. Therefore, I don't actually need to extend a lot to be spiritual, right? It's not like, oh my gosh, I have to work this up. You know, how do I hear God? No, because I'm seated in heavenly places, it means I just have to say, okay, Father, what is it you want to say over this person today, right? I don't need to work up and... And, um, be g- and be good enough to hear from God, okay? Um, so if we have been raised with Christ, we can just seek things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and it says that in Colossians. So I just want you to put your hands out, because I want to release this over you today, just an unlocking of this, even where I just have a sense that some of you have felt like, oh, it's really hard for me to hear or there's all these blockages or these hindrances in me being able to hear the Lord. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I just release an awakening um, over the people in this church right now, God, that every blockage, every hindrance, every mindset that has said it is hard for you to hear God, or I'm not good enough, or I've done too many things that block the passageway for me to hear the Lord. I say an unblocking in their ears right now in Jesus' name, an unblocking in their minds, and I release right now a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit, a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit over every single person. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are moving now. And even just as a prophetic act, just touch your ears and, and just speak to them and just say, unblock, ho, unblock, ho, unblock, unblock. You will hear the voice of the Lord in all that you do. Good. We got that done, right? So God speaks in many different ways, as I've said. But essentially, our senses are the number one way which God speaks. Now, we've all got our five senses, right? our ability to see, hear, smell, touch, and taste. And God can speak to us through all of our senses, right? Um, And we need to actually train our senses um, in the spirit realm, okay, in how we hear God. Um, And so we should, if the Bible says in Hebrews, solid food is for the mature, but for, um, for those who, because of practice, have their senses trained, to discern between good and evil, it means that we can see God, we should hear God, we should feel God, touch God, taste God, smell God, right? Because he is everywhere. So our senses should be alert to that. And if you look at the Bible, um, in Psalm 45, it says that Jesus smells of myrrh and alloys, and not alloys, cassia, I can't pronounce that other one, but it's like all the Christmassy smells, right? In Psalm 45, right? That's actually what he smells like. And in Song of Songs, it talks about how Jesus' breath smells of apples, right? So so we should be able to, to actually smell Jesus. And I remember years ago, um, I was at home in Scotland, and it was my mom's birthday, and um, it was a really cold winter day, and we decided to go for a walk because in Scotland you just have to go out whether it rains or shines because if you just wait for sunny weather, you never, ever go outside. <laughs> so we'd gone for a walk, 
it was really really windy and we had our hoods up the wind was literally blowing a gale and um and she was ahead of me leading the way and she kept turning around and saying Ruth what's your perfume you've got on it just smells amazing like you must have something lovely on and I said mum I've literally got no perfume on today and plus you wouldn't be able to smell my perfume because the wind's blowing against the against me right and she said no and she kept turning around she's like you smell amazing what is this and I suddenly had a revelation and I said mum that's the smell of the father that he's releasing over you because it's your birthday and it's just a blessing to just smell Jesus as you're walking on your birthday, right? So I encourage you to ask for that. Just say, God, I want to be able to actually smell you, right? Um, or when it's about tasting God, right? What, what, what does that look like when he says his name is like honey? Can we actually taste that? Um, I lived in Canada for a year and the, the lady that I lived with actually... Um, kept reciting that scripture and saying, Jesus, if your name is like honey, I want to taste. And she kept just decreeing it and declaring it. And then eventually, she actually just tasted the sweet honey in her mouth. And she hadn't even had any honey that day. And it was just the Lord revealing to her that that was, um, that was what he was saying. And just having a sense of God as well is really important. And this is what we're actually going to do in activation now because I want you to have a sense of this because one of the things I started doing when I first started hearing the Lord was I would close my eyes. And you can actually do this with children as well. It's a really useful um, technique. Just close your eyes right now, all of you. Just close your eyes. Put your hands out. And I actually just want you to ask, Jesus, where are you in the room for me? Where are you in the room for me? Because he is everywhere. And for some of you, I just want you to have a sense and just believe in faith that what you're sensing is correct. And if Jesus is far away, ask him, Jesus, why are you so far away from me? And it may well be that it's because um, you don't sometimes we sometimes don't feel we're good enough to to be right beside him, or he could be sitting right beside you, or you might be sitting on his knee, or he might just be drinking coffee right beside you. Right? Just ask him, Jesus, where are you in the room? Thank you. Just keep your eyes closed. Just give me a, ha a show of hands. No one's looking. How many of you had a wee sense of where he was? You had a sense of where he was in the room. That's amazing. That's amazing. And those of you who struggled with that, don't worry about that. That's okay. We'll just You just keep practicing that because he wants to show where he is to you. And Father, I just loose right now over these people who struggle to sense and see you, I really lose that ability for them to really discern and sense where you are in the room, God. And any blockages or any hindrances, I bind those things up in Jesus' name. I break them off because, Father, you, help, you want to meet with your children. Awesome. Right, you can open your eyes. Um, 
that's a really good strategy to just practice Jesus, where are you in the room, and just knowing where he is. Okay, moving swiftly on. We get an inner sense of God, so we can sense him through our senses, but then there's that inner knowing, just that gut feeling about something, that you just have a knowing in your heart whether to do something or not. And my old friend in Scotland used to have this all the time. She'd just have a real peace about something or she'd feel really uneasy about something. And um, that was very useful when we went hiking and I had no map. And I'd be like, Louise, is this a good thing to do or not? And she'd be like, no, I feel peace about it if we're all good, right? <laughs> and we'd go off hiking and we would, wouldn't get lost. Um, but if she felt really uneasy about something, I knew that that was a good guide whether or not we should be going up a mountain or not, right? Because that's really how God spoke to her, that inner knowing, whereas he didn't really speak to me as strongly like that. Okay, very quickly, when it comes to the actual prophetic visions and things like that, God can speak in many different ways. How many of you have had a picture from the Lord? Like you've seen a picture, if you've been praying, you've had a sense of a picture of something like that? Yep, so... God can speak through these sort of things called visions or pictures. And they can be what I call like closed panoramic vision. So that's if you close your eyes and you just have this picture about something and you just see everything really clearly. Yep. And that's really biblical. Um, you can look through Acts and you can see how many people actually had visions or pictures of that. Um, and I remember just before I came to New Zealand, I didn't really know very much about this country. But I had this really clear picture of all these angels sleeping beside churches. And I said, God, that's a bit unusual. Why are they all sleeping? And the Lord said, I'm waiting for my churches to wake up and pray. And, um, and that picture helped me then pray for all the churches in New Zealand to wake up and actually fulfill what God had called them for. So that would be very much like if you want to start learning to prophesy, ask God to give you a picture for somebody. So that's a really good first step. But you can also get open panoramic vision. So that's where you like just see everything. And it's like this moving picture of, of lots. And some of you are nodding going, yes, I've had those. Yep. Um, and, and that's pictures seen with the naked eye. Ezekiel had loads of them. So if you read the book of Ezekiel, it's a bit of a chaotic book of wheels within wheels and, and all, this, um, all these metaphors. And, and that's very much because he was a seer prophet, right? So... As a prophet, that's how God spoke to him the most, through these really intense pictures. And that's amazing because often, if you get these kind of really intense downloads from God, you feel everything, right? I'm seeing a few nods. And sometimes that can be quite overwhelming because you feel everything's now. And it's all happening now because it's so intense. But that's that's just God really emphasizing something. And um, and it's about learning to steward that and asking him the questions. Okay, God, I know I feel it all so strongly now, but what's your timing on this? And when when is that supposed to come? Okay. So um, I actually just want to loose an ability over you to really have pictures and to see things in the spirit. So if you're hungry for that, just close your eyes and open your hands out. And just want to loose this ability um, for you to see in the spirit. Um, so, Father God, over these amazing people who are all prophetic, God, who all hear you and see you, God, I loose an ability in them to see in the spirit, God. I unlock 
their minds, I unlock their eyes. I take authority over everything that is stopping them from seeing in the spirit. And just put your hands over your eyes right now and just agree with me and just say, I see in the spirit in Jesus' name. See in the spirit in Jesus' name. So Father, release over them that ability to see in the spirit, to see pictures, downloads from heaven in Jesus' name. And I feel for some of you, God is going to be giving you really specific pictures about your places of work and what God is saying about that. And with all of these things like pictures and seeing in the spirit, it's about um, practicing your, it's practicing seeing. So in um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was really young when he was called by God. And if you look at just the opening chapter, God says to him, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he's like, oh, I see, you know, I see a boiling pot facing away. And God coaches him and says, well, what else do you see? What else do you see? Right? So it's about practicing. It's about, you know, learning. It's like a muscle. You've got to work, work at it to get it stronger. And so with pictures and things like that, just get curious with God and say, well, what else is it, Lord? What else do you want to say through that? Okay, we all good? Okay, and this is the final one, right? This is the final one. This is the most common way God speaks. This is the way God speaks to me the most. And it's called the Naba flow. How many of you have heard of Naba? Anyone heard of Naba? Okay, so Naba is the most common word for prophecy. And it's actually mentioned 435 times in the Bible, right? And it's a Hebrew word, and it actually means to bubble up or to gush forth, right? And the name for the in the Old Testament for a prophet was a nabi, okay, which comes from this word naba. And essentially, it's to prophesy under an ecstatic state, right? Which sounds a little bit odd, but all that it means is that when I prophesy over someone, if I've never met them, um, I generally don't have any sense about them, but I'll just step out in faith and say, God, what is it you say? And these words bubble up inside me, and it's the Holy Spirit's words, and I just go for it, right? I just speak it out, and that's the prophetic flow. That's the Naba flow, right? So the seeing one is often you get the picture, you've got all of this intense imagery, and you share it. But Naba is where it comes up from inside and you just deliver the word, right? And there's two very, that there are two very different ways, but they're still prophecy, okay? And so I love it because lots of people think, oh, I can't prophesy. And you know, that's a very terrifying thing to just stand up and give somebody a word. But in Psalm 81, which I love this scripture is, God says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And so prophecy is that faith of just saying, okay, I have nothing for you right now, but the Lord does. And I'm just in faith going to stand up, open my mouth, and deliver that prophetic word. Okay? So can I prophesy over this lovely lady here? Because um, God actually highlighted you, but I have nothing, so I have nothing for her, right? Just emphasizing, no prophetic words for her. Um, but if I just go into the Naba flow, so I'm just going to step out, believe God's going to fill my mouth. Um, what's your name? Cherie, so Cherie, I just hear the Spirit of the Lord say that there's a real prophetic anointing on you, that the Lord says you see in the Spirit, that you hear in the Spirit. The Lord says you even get really intense dreams at night that are very um, overwhelming sometimes, and you're going, I have no idea what God is saying through this. But the Lord is saying that he is training you in this gift 
And I believe that God says that you're going to train others in the prophetic as well. Um, I hear the Lord say that your words are going to bring sh- a shaping to many of the movements. They're going to lead people into freedom and into truth. And I actually believe God says there's a real anointing on you to deliver words even to um, kind of like non-Christians and even into the kind of psychic fairs and into the new age things that you'll be going in as this unashamed follower of God saying, but I hear from the true God and this is what God is saying over you. And I feel, do you have children? No children. But I see um, uh, just people that you're going to raise up also in that gift that are going to follow you. It'll be almost like a little tribe that God says, um, even though it has felt sometimes like you felt quite isolated or quite alone, that the Lord is going to bring you into a real sense of community and a real sense of belonging where he has placed you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um... I just want to release this Naba flow over you, right? So hold out your hands and just receive um, and receive this word. So God, I uncap within these people the Naba flow within their spirit. And I shatter any lid which has capped them from even hearing in the spirit or speaking out any words that you give them. And I break off anything from their mouths that is muting them. From speaking out your words in Jesus' name, I release your promises and your kingdom. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to share with you today. And then, um, do you want to come up, Josh? Oh, I'll hand it to you, Andy. And then we can just prophesy. Come on, Joshy. Well, the Lord answers your prayer. I asked God for a wife, and he searched the world high and low and brought me a prophet. <laughs> um, I, while we were worshipping, I, um, I got the scripture. Um, I got the scripture. Well, as soon as I walked into this house, um, I love the packed driveway. I love that it's full, you know, I love coming here. It's full of life. I really believe, you know, counted a joy that you got to be a part of this while it's here. Because I really feel that the day of small beginnings is coming to an end. And um, uh, while we're worshipping, I got the scripture, Psalm eighteen nineteen. He brought me out into spacious places and he delivered me because he delighted in me. And so um, God delights in you, Catalyst. And he's taking you into um, spacious places. And I really see there just being room to spread your wings, room for you to actually um, freely worship, room for you to, you know, walk and talk and pray in the Holy Ghost. And um, obviously, you know, I've been told that you guys are moving um, to some spacious places. But I really see that in the spirit um, that, you know, you got as, as you've been taken to this place, Catalyst is going to grow, but you are going to grow. You are going to grow. It's for you and for Catalyst. You are the Catalyst of the Lord. And um, yeah, it's but count, I counted a joy that I got to see this day in, uh, in Andy and Bianca's home. Yeah, counted a joy. The day of small beginnings is coming to an end. Um, so honor you guys for having the faith to step out many moons ago and step out in faith um, 
and accept the day of small beginnings. Um, but God, is ta- is those days are coming to an end. So we bless you, and um, thanks for having my wife, and um, I'll pass this on. you're listening to the podcast, you should have been in the room right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to pray and prophesy, but even if at home, I'm, I'm going to say this over the message, and when people listen to this, we'll, yeah. Um, right now, I want to want to receive. So I, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to clear the room in terms of just this chair, so it's an empty room and space. So if you're sitting on a chair, I'm going to ask you to stand up. We're going to fold the fold chairs, the ones that are the plastic ones. We're going to stack them, uh, and then once we've done that, we'll just move those chairs just into the the area out there or onto the deck here. That's fine. Um, onto the deck's probably better because there'll leave space for later. Um,